Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In this episode, we'll explore the hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, and talk with Laura Tadlock. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. Fairest Isle, all isles excelling, seat of pleasures and of loves. It's clear that Charles Wesley found inspiration in that line for his own hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, Joy of Heaven to Earth Come Down. That first line was from a John Dryden poem that was used in a personal opera, King Arthur, and uh, that phrase obviously struck Charles Wesley and inspired him to incorporate that into his own hymn, Love Divine. Uh, There are uh, few hymn writers um, who wrote more hymns and higher quality hymns than Charles Wesley. Um, Charles Wesley was the 18th child of Samuel and Susanna Wesley and was the brother of John Wesley. Uh, Charles wrote over 6,500 hymns, uh, and our Celebrating Grace hymnal includes 16 of those. There are frequently two hymn tunes that are used with this hymn. Our hymnal uh, uses one. Uh, there are other hymnals that choose to use the other. The one that uh, our hymnal does not use is Heiferdahl, which is a hymn tune that uh, is found in many other hymns, um, including um, uh, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, is where we often hear that during the Advent season. But the hymn tune that our hymnal uses is Beecher. Beecher was written by uh, a man named John Zundel, who was organist at Plymouth Church in Brooklyn, New York, where Henry Ward Beecher was pastor. Uh, So this tune was named after that pastor, Henry Ward Beecher, uh, who was an abolitionist pastor at the Plymouth Church in Brooklyn. Uh, And uh, Zundel was born in 1815 in Germany. Uh, studied organ building in St. Petersburg, Russia, and then moved to New York uh, in 1847. He had set out to uh, concertize, but ended up being a church organist at Plymouth Church uh, for nearly 30 years before retiring back to Germany. The tune Beecher is one uh, that I like. It's very sturdy, uh, and the form is also, I think, a very satisfying form when we look at uh, the structure of the tune itself. Uh, It's an A-A-B-A form, meaning that the first and second phrases of the tune are uh, not identical, but similar. Then the third phrase is um, different, and then the the fourth phrase returns to that familiar material. And I always like to think uh, if I'm learning this tune for the first time that I uh, hear the first phrase, I think to myself during the second phrase, oh yeah, that's familiar, I remember that. And then at the third phrase, you think, oh, that's something new, I really like that. And then you return in the fourth phrase to the familiarity of that A material that you started the hymn with. 
Our hymnal actually includes three other hymns uh, that use this Beecher tune, so it's one that uh, is popular and uh, satisfying to sing. The choir at VHBC has an arrangement of the Charles Wesley text, Love Divine, with the Heiferdahl tune that we've sung numerous times. Today's podcast episode will conclude with the congregation of VHBC singing this text with the Beecher tune. Remember, I'm continuing to compile a list of hymns to explore in these podcast episodes, so be sure to email me if you have a suggestion. My email address is marty at vhbc.com. We are blessed with a music ministry with such diverse participation, but sometimes with all the folks involved, it's easy to to not get to know everybody. So I'm uh, hopeful that in these podcast episodes with uh, guests each week, we can get to know one another a little bit better. So I'm really glad today to have uh, Laura Tadlock. Hi, Laura. Hey, how you doing, Marty? I'm good. How are you? I am good. It's good to see another person's face that isn't my family. Yeah. So, <laughs> <I'm always glad. laughs> We've yes. been seeing a lot of each other, yes. so it's good to see somebody else. Yeah, so Laura and I are in a Zoom call together. Uh, you're just hearing audio, obviously, on the podcast, but uh, Laura and I are actually able to see one another, which is great. So um, tell me a little bit about what's been going on. How about your your work at Shades Crest Weekday? Well, um, like many um, other programs, uh, when Friday the 13th hit, I don't think I'll ever look at that day um, the same again in March. Um, Everything changed for uh, Shades Crest um, weekday preschool program. Like all the other schools, um, we found ourselves closing and um, remained closed through the end of the school year. And there was um, there was a lot of sadness to that, you know, all those milestones that people miss, but um, but felt like it was the smartest, wisest decision. And um, people were super creative. Um, my staff and teachers uh, embraced technology through GroupMe and Zoom and um, lots of different ways, uh, drive-bys to um, to see their friends in the um, uh, driveways and uh, wave and um, birthday brigades. So uh, we. Um, it looked different, but we made it through the end of the school year. And I was just so um, proud to be part of a, an organization like this. And then I also serve on the advisory um, committee for the um, Vestavia CDC program and worked closely um, with that team of people who are amazing. Christy Chandler is the chair of that um, group right now. And Jennifer Cox um, truly was an Esther um, at a time like this. And so just wonderful to be around really um, strong, smart people doing um, good work uh, in strange circumstances, um, trying to advocate for children and and the community and parents that need help, um, but do it in smart and wise ways um, with integrity. So super proud of my church, my home church of Vestavia Hills and the way that um, the CDC handled uh, COVID-19 and 2020. Um, I'm so grateful that they've been able to reopen in, um, uh, this month and, uh, keep everybody safe and healthy, but also to bring some normalcy to families. Mm. Um, so that's been wonderful to, to witness and be a part of. 
Well, the, the Watts family, um, when we first moved here in 2018, we were uh, really fortunate to, to find a spot for Duncan in your program at Shadescrest. And he had just a great year, and we're so grateful that he had that opportunity. And then uh, for you to then lend your expertise to our own church's uh, CDC advisory uh, team is, is just a double blessing. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been a way that I can serve my church, but also um, create a partnership of collaboration um, with Jennifer Cox and Nancy Akins to be just really great mentors and resource for me and my job um, at Shades Crest because uh, it truly does take a village, especially in the in the climate that we're in, to, yeah. to, to navigate the waters of um, of this ministry that many churches have that are mm-hmm. um, trying to figure that out right now. Well, great. Well, what about your family? Uh, tell us who who is in your family and what you're up to. <laughs> sure. Well, um, Dale, uh, my husband, who works um, for Passport Inc., uh, he has been pretty much at home, uh, working from home since um, since the world shut down in March. Um, he caved out a little place for himself um, on the second floor of our home. I don't think I've been in that place since all this started. So I've just let them become his. So he has his multiple monitors and um, he's an expert Zoom caller at this point. But uh, um, so he's done a lot of work for him. This is an odd summer for us because I think in um, what, 23 years of marriage, uh, 20 of them, he's been gone um, most of the summer. So uh, so this has been a, a weird a weird thing for us to be together um, for this much time. Um, but he's seen some amazing things happen through his work with Passport. They made the decision to not have um, on-site camps this summer um, and to do uh, camps virtually. And so, you know, they hit the ground running of how do you make that happen? And so he's been very busy working on that, but they've seen great support and success um, in their ministry, even though it didn't look like it normally looks like. Um, so uh, he's been busy with that and continuing to work. And then um, Lindsay, who will be a senior this year at Spain Park, she finished out her school year virtually. And uh, I think she um, she's excited about this, this next year, the senior year, um, but she is also aware that it's going to look different than what she anticipated. Um, I do think the longevity of how things have, have gone on so long, it's given her um, some perspective and some ability to kind of lean into the differences and how things will, will not be same old, same old. Um, so I think that that's, that's helpful. Uh, I think she's going to appreciate being able to um, hopefully see friends uh, um, if they get to start back at the end of August uh, as um you know, we've had a lot of together time, but everybody's managed pretty well. And then Elizabeth uh, came home from Mercer to finish out her um, her sophomore year uh, at Mercer virtually. Uh, she was supposed to go to Rwanda this summer and supposed to work um, on a uh, with one of the senatorial uh, candidates. Um, for an internship. So both of those got altered. So she did a little bit of summer school and she's um, made the best of it, but that's probably been the the blessing for me as a mom um, is that uh, having my whole family back in one place, um, nobody can not like that. So uh, we've had lots of meals around the table. I think at one point we figured it was like 90 days in a row. We all sat down for dinner. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, so uh, it was. Um, it's been uh, the blessing to to have two very busy young women um, at home and getting to spend some good time with them uh, as a family. If you're um, if you're like our, go ahead. If you're like our family, we are doing a lot more dishes, but a lot less laundry. Oh my gosh! You would think, right? But I do think the dishes. At one point, I was ready to go buy more forks because we couldn't make it through a day with the number of forks we had. So um, it was uh, it was comical. I felt like we were just constantly washing dishes. Uh, but even that has been somewhat a blessing of just that um, being able to slow down, sit down to a meal, look at somebody in the eye across the table have a conversation whether lighthearted or at our house it's always deep slightly political maybe a little jaded with a lot of comedy thrown in so that's that's usually dinner at the dadlock but um but that's been just a huge blessing to um to have uh them close at home knowing that um when things change and and the world opens up a little bit more um that proximity will change too so we're just grateful for that and you have a you have a four-legged family member as well oh that's right oh my gosh i'm gonna get in so much trouble for not mentioning ellie ellie turned one um during our coronation so she's she's now one um and you know she really has been um a therapy dog i think for all of us in the early days of quarantine it helped us get out more um multiple walks everybody having a purpose um to to uh to move and um uh enjoy the outdoors a little bit uh i think also too she's just been a, a good companion um for all of us indoors and when everybody's sick of looking at each other or talking to each other you'll find that person loving on the dog and uh, having a conversation with ellie but <laughs> yes so we've been we've been very blessed it's hard to believe we've had her for a year now that's that's great um so laura sings alto in the sanctuary choir tell us a little bit more about your music background what's what what's that story sure um you know, uh, growing up in church, I think that um, music was always just an integral part of um, my church experience. Um, growing up in a um, neighborhood, Center Baptist Church, um, I was a music maker and a young musician, and we had a, um, a youth choir and did the proverbial 1980s, you know, youth musicals. Um, one of them, I think, was about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think we had fiery red T-shirts. You know, it was very cool. Uh, was it cool, was it cool in the furnace? It was cool. <laughs> cool it in was. the furnace. Yeah, uh, that was good. Right? <laughs> uh, so, I think music just was always intertwined. But my um, my uh, profession of faith really came about due to um, a music-led revival. Uh, that occurred at our church and it was actually two african-american men that came uh to our church to um to lead us in this uh revival time back in the day when you had those annually and um the music and their their um their teaching and just the the spirit that was in that place at that time really just opened my heart and i think what was powerful about that and what has continued to be powerful is that um music is really the heart song of my faith and and um and sometimes that these songs are um contemplative and um 
lonely and sometimes they are exuberant and joyful, um, but all are present in that sort of um, collection of anthems of, of my faith. And that's just always been such a, a huge blessing. So I missed at this time um, our corporate singing and our um, time to be together as a choir uh, and um, work hard and laugh hard and um, try to present um, a loving offering of music. So that's definitely a miss. I find myself, I, I hum a lot to myself. I don't know if that's becoming worse or better, but I... Uh, the one that's been um, the most present and maybe it's because I'm around family all the time or just the, uh, the fact that we're just not in control of anything is um, uh, what's the refrain? Grace, grace, God's grace. Um, and uh, um, just I'll find myself having that uh, throughout the day <laughs> just to give myself a little peace of mind and hopefully um, just remind myself that uh, in close quarters and in just this, um, in the midst of all of these changes that uh, God's grace is alive and active and um, is, is trying to work its way through us um, to one another. And so that's been a, a blessing, but I would say that um, music is definitely something that uh, continues to, uh, to get us through this time um, and listening to what my children are listening to. That's been interesting to you to see their wide range of musical influences. And, um, and that's fun because it opens up a whole group of people that I normally don't, um, don't listen to, but um, I've become a really big fan of Ben Platt. Um, and uh, um, I like Ben Rector's new song that's out. And I know who the, what is the, the, the bluff and the the brook and the bluff from uh, that are local their local band um so i'm trying to you know i'm, I'm trying to be a little more edgy than than normal so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's great that you can share that with your family though uh yeah. and share share that that experience i think was it you said heart song uh yeah. the song of your heart with uh with your family too so that's that's really yeah. special uh, so I've decided in these uh, podcast interviews that I the last question that I'm going to uh, pose to everybody uh, is kind of in the spirit of the second half of um, John 10.10. 10. Uh, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or have abundant life. So what is bringing you life these days, Laura? I think that... Uh I think music always brings um, life uh, to me personally and uh, to me, my, uh, to my family as well, just sort of a, a constant soundtrack going along um, with us. I think it's music is kind of a companion, but I would say um, more so than that, which has been interesting is, um, is because we've had the time to uh, sit and share um, an experience together, which Normally, the four of us are in four different directions. Um, we've uh, we've binge watched a few shows, um, which have been uh, uh, fun um, that we wouldn't have taken the time to do and kind of gone back to a, a family movie night kind of experience, which is fun. Um, we've realized that we're all way too competitive when it comes to games, but we have enjoyed a few nights of those. Um, Lindsay Tadlock is merciless. And so, um, so we're all a little hyper competitive. 
Um, but that's been just a, a fun way to reconnect, um, doing something that we don't normally make time uh, to do. I would say too, that it's, um, when you are in a home with um, multiple people all the time, having moments of, of solitude can be really refreshing. And that seems kind of odd because I know that so many people are struggling with too much solitude. But um, so I've gotten really excited about being in the car by myself. <laughs> so no one's there. No one wants you to make anything or find food for anyone or, or fix something. Um, so those moments of just kind of quiet um, solitude to pray, um, to think, to create that mental to-do list or, or just to breathe, um, that's been... Uh, that's been life-giving, I think. Um, and then um, I would say one of the, the big surprises of the last year is that I'm an aunt for the first time. And so um, I got to visit um, my little niece, who's about nine months old now. And, um, and she's just life-giving. She smiles constantly. The world is a happy, wonderful place for her. And um, it just reminds me to take a deep breath and not let everything feel so ominous. Um, and so she's been a wonderful thing. My sister-in-law is awesome about sending me um, pictures constantly. And when you have a little face smiling at you like that all the time, life is pretty good. So that's good things. Those are, those are all great things. I really, really um, glad that you have those uh, different experiences and opportunities, especially for the last uh, four months or whatever. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. well, thank you so much for carving out some time today to, to talk with me and to everybody who's listening. And hopefully yeah. this will give, give folks a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Well, I appreciate that very much. And, you know, I was thinking today um, before this that uh, I miss sitting on the back row. I miss the, um, the joking of the alto section. I think there are a lot of funny people over there um, that make um, it super fun to, to come together and try to learn music. Um, but there's a, there's a camaraderie to that, and I miss that, and I look forward to, to returning to that. But I pray that everybody is, is healthy and safe and makes yeah. good choices. Um, yep. Yep. I, I miss it, too, and I know so many folks do. So look forward to having, having you talkative altos back in the back room. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get our, that uh, we have a reputation to uphold. So yes, of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> well, thanks so much, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks. So much, Marty. I appreciate it. Alrighty. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. We conclude today's episode with the singing of Love Divine, All Loves Excelling by the Congregation of the Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. Mm-hmm.